And we're live. Episode six of Athletic Insights, which is a, a resource for youth sports athletics, youth sports organizations, parents and young athletes at home looking to get a glimpse in behind elite athletics, but also um, to uh, bring on healthcare professionals and get their take on on uh, relevant topics. So today we're joined uh, we're joined by owner of uh, Podium Sports Therapy and Wellness Center, Ashley Hill, and uh, physiotherapist Steve uh, Steve Craig Padham as well. How are you guys doing today? Good. Wonderful. Thanks for having Thank us. You. No, I appreciate it. It was, it was definitely, it was hard to get Ashley in here on a Saturday, but <laughs> I, I finally bugged her enough to, to come down from Kentville. So boss has to work. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate it for sure. Um, yeah. So Ashley, why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, what brought you into athletic therapy? What, what motivated you to buy your, uh, to purchase a company at 25 years old, um, which is like super similar to what I've done. And like, you've obviously been uh, a really big role model for me. So just kind of touch base on, on on that role in your life and how you got where you are now. Well, thank you for the opportunity. But my name's Ashley and I'm a certified athletic therapist, registered kinesiologist. I'm also a first uh, sports first responder. I played sports my entire life at relatively a high level. I was typically captain of every team growing up, whether I was playing or whether I was sitting on the bench. Um, apparently, I was a good motivator for the team. That being said, I was the first person to go to post-secondary school in my family. So I just thought, you know, you have to go to university. You have to go to university. There's some type of stigma around going to right, college. Right. At, you know, Yeah, I was the same way. Back. Yeah, yeah, right. So I felt that for sure. Too. And this yeah. was like eight years ago. So um, I applied to universities. I originally wanted to be a physiotherapist and just worked with sports teams. That's all I wanted to do. My love was for sports. One day, I just didn't feel like going to high school, so I signed up for a college fair, and that's where I learned a little bit more about athletic therapy. And the way the girl explained it to me, she's like, you can go, you know, and do your undergrad for four years of school, and then go two more years of school for physio. And I said, well, what's my other option? She's like, well, you can be an athletic therapist in four years. So sold, right? I was coming from a family of farmers. I had instilled just like working. I really enjoyed working. I enjoyed making money and constantly enjoyed the movement. So... Four years of college sound really good to me, especially that I can get right into the workforce. And then I went to my college journey and it was kind of a crazy experience. I failed my first year. So that made my four years go into five years. Right. Um, but it actually was amazing. So I was able to play more sports. I was able to focus on my school better. And I was also able to keep a part-time job mm-hmm. while I was in college. So the five years was actually a blessing where mm-hmm. it felt like a curse originally. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can touch base on my experience that year too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to grow from that. Um, and as soon as I graduated, I got into uh, I worked with Kempful Physiotherapy. They were amazing mentors to me, and I was an athletic therapist there, and I ran the one of the first three cryosaunas in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it was those cold machines right. that freeze you for Crypto therapy, is that what's called? A cry- cryotherapy. Cryo, cryo okay. meaning cold, yeah. Um, I did that for Kempful Physio. Plus, I also worked with Carleton University football team as their uh, one of their three athletic therapists. Um, there was a head athletic therapist and two of us as assistants. So I did that for a couple of years, and that was also an amazing experience working with young athletes who are, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, first time away from home. Mm. They have to focus on their studies. They have to focus on football every single day, which is also a completely separate course in itself. Plus multiple, multiple practice, courses. learning how to be away from home, take care of yourself. So I got to see an experience a lot with that and that's where I kind of noted um, or I noticed in sports working with different teams is we're there for the physical right we're the therapist we're there for the physical body but there is missing pieces when it comes to the actual mental side of things oh yeah absolutely so whenever I was doing that um, my two years was up because it was just a contract and I just had such an interest in business 
Um, I don't know why it was never taught to me in college and high school, nothing. I just right. started taking courses and I found that's where my interest was. And I fortunately fell upon podium sports when it was mm. ready to be sold. And at 25 years old, I took a risk and bought it. Wow. Super motivating. Um, there's a lot of good stuff there that we'll, we'll touch base on later. But first, I just I want to introduce Steve. Um, Steve is a physiotherapist here at Podium. Mm -hmm. He's been working here for uh, since 20 well, as a physio since September 2016. So about four years now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one thing about uh, athletics and, and, and rehab and, and staying on top of your body and maintenance is uh, you have to trust the people who are working on you and um, mm -hmm. holding myself to a high standard. I also hold uh, the people treating me to a high standard. And two of the four people in Brockville that I actually trust to work on my body are in this room right now. Um, so, I mean, if you're ever looking for physio or athletic therapy, these are the two people I highly, highly recommend. Uh, we've got a really good team here at Podium that Ashley's put together. We'll touch base on that a bit later. But Steve, why don't you just, uh, you know, give us a little background on your experience in youth athletics and, and your journey to Western and then uh, overseas for your master's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so growing up, I sports is my life. I basically played every sport, um, hockey, soccer, football in high school, rowing for four years there, uh, baseball growing up, badminton, track and field, cross country. So sports was basically my entire life. Um, soccer was probably my biggest accomplishment was uh, being recruited to play for the regional soccer team from basically Oshawa to Cornwall to Ottawa to everywhere there. So that was really cool and um, crazy experience there. There's a lot of money, a lot of traveling. So at the time, I couldn't really pursue further past that point, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, but just kind of the nature of having Sometimes, four kids. Yeah. And right. So, yeah. Um, and, uh, I was in high school, I did rowing. So I was, uh, going to go down the States for, um, uh, university of Pennsylvania and I'm not wanting to go down there just cause of, I kind of lost passion for rowing. So I ended up staying here and then I was going to go to Laurier for football and go to Western instead. And then just kind of fell from there, but sports is my life. So being injured, throughout the years i kind of um, had a passion for physio and went to western for undergrad and kinesiology as ashley was talking about then went to uh while well, doing that i kind of was figuring where i wanted to go and how i wanted to accomplish this but in my third year um struggled with mental health as you've been talking about um so my grades suffered kind of like Ashley. I had to do a fifth year to try and boost my average. Um, it was my elective courses that killed me. So I went to, Cause you weren't maybe as interested and engaged or exactly. I, right. I lost interest in the like geography of Canada course or of music course. of post-world war two, like some right, of that, right. which I don't use my everyday life, obviously. obviously. Uh, but my core courses, I did really well. And so I couldn't get to Canadian universities for physio. So I was like, what can I do next? Uh, so I went to, uh, I was on online action on Facebook and I saw my friend posted uh, that she was in Scotland for physio. I'm like, cool. So I looked it up and I was like, might as well apply, see what happens. And I got an interview, got in and went. Perfect. So went across to Scotland for my master's, two years. And then I came back and well, I, once I was graduating, I had a few options of where I wanted to go. I had four different kind of job offers. So I uh, ended up coming back to Podium. Um, and God, exactly. <laughs> you so, fool. <laughs> Sucker. But at the time, I was actually hired by somebody else. Right. So I walked into this very room. And uh, so Dave, the former owner, was like, right. here, I sold the business to Ashley. I'm like, who's Ashley? 
Oh no. Yeah. So I had no idea, uh, who Ashley was or that she was the owner and she's now my boss and everything. Right. So, uh, turned out to be a blessing. To yeah. Spouse. Very lucky. She turned out to be like the <laughs> yes. coolest person ever. Exactly. Like, Thanks guys. <laughs> I've worked for a lot of different, uh, people in my kind of life. I've had like so many different types of jobs from like window installations to, um, power skating instructor to, right. uh, working with developmental disabilities and stuff. And by far the best, uh, boss I've worked for. Mm-hmm. Oh, couldn't is, agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, so one thing that we were talking about before we started recording was yeah. kind of your philosophy on the current state or model of the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, what could we be doing better? I want to get both of your opinions on it. Yeah. Um, Steve, yeah. Biggest thing I find uh, from our whole society is that we're reactive versus proactive. Um, why do you go to the doctor? You're sick or you're injured, right? And so rather than doing something about preventing those things of being sick or being injured, we, we wait till we are sick or injured and then try and do something about it. Mm-hmm. So if you go to see a, a nutritionist or a dietitian or a physio or a thought therapist or whatever, you're going because if something has happened to you versus, yeah. versus um, doing something prior to things happening. And that's where yeah. I think you come in in terms of seeing you in the gym every day and developing athletes uh, in terms of their strength, their speed, their power, uh, which will help prevent injuries in the future. So I think that's kind of the hugest part of um, developing athletes. I know for myself, talking uh, briefly before that, I was injured before. Um, And I could have done so many things to prevent injuries. Mm -hmm. The biggest um, time I noticed a big change in my body was when I started rowing. And when I started rowing, I started to actually work out and lift weights and and be more um, physically active versus just playing sports. Mm-hmm. That's when I actually had less injuries. Versus yeah. whenever I like rolled my ankle, didn't do physio, I was injured all the time. I started working out. I was actually playing better hockey, playing better soccer, just because I was actually developed myself mm-hmm. versus when I was younger, I didn't. I view the gym for myself and anyone is, is a la- it's the lab. It's where yeah. you get to practice in a safe, closed environment with yep. no uh, reactive stimulus. So to me, when you when you have an instructor who knows what he's doing and, and prioritizes the kid's long-term plan, um, that's where you can work on, you know, knee stability and, and T-spine yep. mobility, all the little things that you, you didn't, I didn't get, um, playing sports. Cause I, yeah. I was figuring everything out on my own. And then I started working with you guys. And, um, anytime I have a question or a concern or something that's just like not, uh, an athlete's joint might not be moving right. I get to, I get to ask Steve or I get to ask Ashley or Taylor or just whoever's, whoever's in that day. So that's a huge asset to the group we have here. Um, we all have similar outlooks on, um, just the health model and performance and uh, the culture that sports, the, the positive effects that can have on you and whatnot. Um, so Ashley, what, uh, what's your kind of philosophy on uh, healthcare and uh, performance and rehab and that kind of stuff? Well, I can sit here and talk about that all day. But, <laughs> go out, um, go just nuts. From, just from my experiences um, myself, I notice now at this point, um, turning 30 within six months, I notice now if I'm not in the gym, if I'm not working on my flexibility, my range of motion and my strength, I'm sore. That's when the injuries start to come back. That's Movement when I feel my is medicine. Motion is motion lotion, is right? Or that, whatever. So, same thing. You guys are cooler than me. <laughs> 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 medicine's good, like that one. That's good. 
Um, so I notice now, you know, you feel the SI joint start going, your back pain kind of starts coming around your shoulder, the, you feel your tendons, like the tendonitis, right? Just posture, like you just corrected that. Um, so I find it very important to stay in the gym, whether it's, uh, whether you're lifting weights, whether you're doing yoga, whether you're working on flexibility and range of motion, it's very important for preventing injuries. Because like Steve said, if I, we're, we're a reactive society where, oh, all of a sudden now we're injured. Uh oh, now I got to yeah. start looking into my resources and yeah. how do yeah. I fix this? And then the mental starts, right? Self-doubt. You're off work for how long? You're off sport for how long? And then it's harder and harder and harder to come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of us don't know as a society, we can prevent that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, what do you guys think that we can do better in terms of transitioning from the uh, reactive to proactive? Because one of the things I've always done, and I'm I guess would be like the outlier, the anomaly in this situation as you guys are too, is I get tune up sometimes. Like there's nothing wrong with my body. Might go in and see Danny Laramie or uh, ask, I've asked Steve to put some needles in my shoulder, which we, we still got to get to. But <laughs> um, yeah, like I just like to to be proactive on things and like nothing is moving wrong in my body right now. And I think it's because I've had that kind of long-term approach. Like I want to be able to um, like, you know, run with my kids when I'm 40 mm-hmm. and, and be able to coach yep. into my 50s. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's going to be a point in my life where I ever stop lifting weights. It'll change big time time um especially over the next 10 years uh can't do it forever but there will never be a point in in time where my routine doesn't have some sort of movement uh some sort of dynamic athletic movement i think it's uh, personally for like my my personality i'm very hyper so i kind of need it Mm -hmm. but also like you guys say motion is lotion i i we need to move humans uh we you go to high school you sit eight hours a day you know what i mean and then you get a desk job and you stop moving and that's the big, like sitting is a disease now. Like oh, it's yeah. been, do you want to touch base on that? Like, Oh, I deal with every day. It's like, um, people have neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, butt pain, knee pain. They sit for how many hours a day? Um, yeah. When you go on a flight, you pay extra like 50 bucks for leg room just to extend your leg straight. Yeah. So just to do this little simple motion, you pay extra money for, but you sit in a chair all day. What happens anatomically when you just sit all day? Like you want to talk about like the, the, the hip flexor shortening and, and the hamstrings getting tighter and all yeah. that. Yeah, well, every, everyone's built differently, right? right? So everyone can respond to different things in different ways. So people that sit, some people can sit for eight hours and feel no pain. Some people sit for 20 minutes and feel pain. Right. So everyone's kind of unique that way and you have to treat as such. So you have to become really body aware of, uh, in terms of the sensations you're feeling. So. Obviously, if you're sitting in this position here, kind of crunched over, like you're saying, hip flexors tend to be shortened, your butt muscles tend to be lengthened. Uh, everyone talks about having really tight traps and really tight muscles back here, but actual fact, they're more lengthened, so they're actually taut, not tight. Mm. So there's a slight difference there. Very and often cool. people say, oh, I need a massage there, I need a, a stretch there, I need to do all this stuff. And actual fact, if you just do this simple thing here, it's all you're doing is shortening those muscles, it feels less tight, which is actually is taut and things calm down. So as we talk about motion is lotion, doing opposite things. So you're sitting like this all day, why not extend backwards? Why not pull your arms backwards? Why not look up towards the ceiling versus being like this all day, right? Exactly like this. I I shouldn't tell us near uh, Ashley, but I sit there and do my uh, invoicing for a while and I'd be there for like three hours, my neck sore because it was like this bent over, right? So I have to do this and tuck my chin in backwards and bring my shoulder blades back and then pain goes away. Mm-hmm. We it's, all have to do it, even as therapists, right? Exactly. It's still a constant focus every single day. And yeah. we collaborate on this a lot when we talk about how people, um, they become, they have chronic pain, mm-hmm. right? And they're in pain, so then yeah. they're scared to move. Yep. 
we were talking about this not too long ago. Yep. Yeah. And so trying to gain their trust and their respect and their um, just for them to trust us that, you know, it's going to hurt for a while, but we got to get you moving. We got to, we got to lotion those joints with yeah. the yes. motion. The big thing I frustrates me is when people say, oh, I'd love to come and work out with you, but I don't want to squat ever. And I'm like, well, cause it hurts. Right. But I'm like, if we can slowly periodic, you know, box squats, bodyweight squats, mm -hmm. goblet yeah. squats, front, you know, do it properly. We can build strength throughout the range of motion and, and, and break through that that issue, but people just kind of have that perceived motion of how hard they're supposed to work as general population, yeah. um, which is one of the biggest uh, issues in this industry. Like I know with you guys, like what is one of the, what are some of the struggles with, with your clients um, in terms of like getting them to adhere to their prescription? And I think the biggest thing right there is that a lot of people don't spend the time to educate their clients or their patients about why something's important. Um, just talking about the squats idea, like, a lot of my patients, I'm like, hey, we're going to do squats. So they go, oh, I can't do squats. And I go, you've already squatted twice since you've been here. You sat down in the chair and you stood back up. That's a box squat. So that's part of a, a very functional thing. So a big thing for clients is that they struggle to adhere because they don't understand why they're doing something. Mm. And educate them on saying, this squat is important because you do this every day. It's this, other than running or walking, it's that you're going to stand up and sit down more than, like those are the three things. Exactly. The optimal runner theory, like humans are designed to run. Yeah. And now in 2020, we sit all the time. So those mm. are the two things we need to be able to do. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so keep going. In the morning, you're just saying that like you sit down on the, the toilet or you sit down on the breakfast, sit down for lunch. Stand back up, get into the cards. It's all stuff that we do every day and they laugh. Same thing with lunge. If you fall down the ground, how do you get back up? You're going to do a lunge to get back up. Mm. They say, I can't do a lunge. Well, you should be able to because if you fall down, you have to get back up. Mm -hmm. What if you're in the middle of the parking lot? You fall down. You're going to crawl to the door and pull yourself up? No, you're going to do a lunge. Exactly. So I think the biggest thing for them is to try and explain the importance of why you're doing that sort of stuff and explaining, you know, this will help you to do this. And I talk to people all the time and they're like, why are you treat my ankle when it's my knee? Well, because it's a, it's all connected. The old song of the, the thigh chain, bones right? connect to the knee bone right here, right? <laughs> it's all connected, connect chain. So yeah. if you explain why you're doing it, then they adhere to it. And it's been much better in terms of adherence when you can do that. And one of the, go, do you have something to add? I get asked a lot just as a therapist. I get asked, you know, why does this happen to me? More mm -hmm. so like the chronic pain, the back yep. pain, the, the shoulders, whatever knees. Yep. Why is this happening to me? And I'm constantly in the middle of the education, which again is very important, like you said, and that's yep. why you're a successful therapist and you're a successful, a successful coach and you're successful at film um, <laughs> is because we educate our clients on what to expect. But anyways, getting back to the question, why am I like this? Why am I feeling this pain? Think about it. We do, like you said, the same movements every day. To me, it always comes back to posture and positioning of your body. Yep. If you're sitting in a specific or standing in a specific way, that hurts move function reflects structure yeah um straighten up yeah widen absolutely. your base and yeah and back to what steve yeah. said earlier it's like everyone's a little different limb proportion long torso short torso body type like yeah. somatotype it's, it's 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 what makes our job interesting and, yeah. and why we love it because we get to work with uh, it's like i say the gym is the lab so i get a, a new a new client or a new athlete and I, I i look at it from a i'm not a scientist but i look at it from a sports science perspective you know like how am i going to get this vo2 max up because it's the number one long, uh, indicator for health and longevity like if your vo2 max is above 40 50 you're probably going to be at lower risks of stroke uh, all-cause mortality uh, heart disease all all that stuff right um if you are doing even you know two or three strength sessions a week you're going to 
you're going to minimize the uh, effects of like sarcopenia and dynapenia. And this is the quality of life that we're talking about, right? Yep. Once we transition into our 30s, which you two are now, it becomes about sustaining your quality of life long term, right? Yep. And that's, I think, what we're all passionate about at the end of the day. Well, yeah. we're constantly doing the same movements. We get in and out of bed the same day. We get in and out of the driver's side of the car the same way. You constantly carry more groceries on the right side, right arm than the left, right? The left, you're trying to get in your door with your keys. We're always doing things that imbalance us. Yep. So I'm a, I play hockey. I'm a right-handed shot. I'm constantly bent to the right. Internally rotate. How yeah. do I fix that? How do I prevent my back getting injured from doing that? Yep. I work on the left side. I go mm-hmm. the opposite way, like you were exactly. saying. Exactly. There's a simple analogy I always give. I came analogies. The uh, people say like, "Why is my back sore?" And I say, "Because you don't move in opposite directions." So the analogy I give to people is it's really simple, but and it sounds stupid, but it's very true. Your elbow has two functions: it extends and it flexes. So if you never fully extended your arm straight or did once every like two weeks or once a month, you'd eventually lose the ability to kind of extend your arm straight because you just don't ever do it, right? So it sounds stupid. Why would you not do this? But it's the same thing for our spine. When do people extend all the way backwards, right? When do they rotate as far as they can to the left or to the right? They don't. They basically sit there flexed over and mm-hmm. bend over to their shoes. They bend over and do this, but they don't stand up backwards and bend backwards at all. They don't twist as far as they can to the right or to the left. Yeah. So eventually it gets sense of trying to do that like same thing with my elbow if i couldn't extend it then there's nothing wrong with it i just haven't done it Mm -hmm. right so as you do it more often it becomes easier same thing for your spine your knee your back your shoulder move through the full range of motion go through everything you can and you will maintain that uh, mobility and flexibility humans are not as symmetrical as we like to think yeah um it's such a it's such a chain and even the most minuscule difference in your hip alignment is gonna you know it's all connected um Mm -hmm. Just to backtrack a little bit there, um, we're talking about, you know, we do the same things all the time. We get in the driver's side, we sleep the same, all those little things. Um, I had a young athlete on on this week and he had said something like, oh, I can't throw with my left hand. Like that's, you know what I mean? And for the last five minutes of the session, I said, yes, you can. And I just kind of, we, we started with the right and then we kind of reverse engineered it with the left. And, you know, it looks a little silly, but he can, he kind of like saw for that progression. He's like, oh, you can, like it's all, um, and then I was like, okay, for the rest of the week, you're going to brush your teeth with your left hand. You're going to try and eat with your, like there's, there yeah. are little things we can do. So I just kind of want to get like some, some, we'll start with Ashley, but I just want kind of some advice for um, anyone in the community, but but also specifically youth athletics who are trying to, um, you know, maybe they have a big goal and they need to protect their body. They could be 13 years old and already starting to have some issues. So mm-hmm. what are some things that we can do um, proactively, not reactively to keep them healthy and in a position where they're able to do what they need to do to get to the next step? I think it uh, pertains to a lot of, just having that support, having that support for these young. When you're young, you're developing, you're learning, um, you're constantly getting stimulated from every corner of the earth coming at you, right? Do this, do that. Um, build a support team, whether it's your parents, your aunts, uncles, cousins, teammates. that Coaches. Can ha- coaches that can help. Therapists. That right? can help guide you yeah. to... You know, they're, they're, like you said, like they're searching for how do I get better? How do I prevent injuries? They don't know that yet. They didn't go to college. They didn't necessarily meet the person who's going to tell them to do that. So yep. you've got to seek out those resources and build that support team. That's going to get you there. Kind of piggybacking off the other podcasts you have done. They, um, each individual explains that, right? You explain that. You're like, I had these, these teammates, they showed up and drug me out of my house and made me go play football. Um, it's just important to surround yourself with those like-minded people and like yourself, get an athletic development coach who's going to guide you to get bigger, better, faster, stronger, properly. Mm-hmm. 
help prevent injuries mm-hmm. or you got your therapist team, right? We've got people in here all the time, including myself. I'm constantly active. So I do that maintenance stuff where I just want to go and I want to see the manual osteopath and I want to get my body realigned. Mm-hmm. I want to see one of the massage therapists and just get the knots out of the muscles that I can't quite get myself. Yeah, you've got one body. Mm-hmm. Like yep. we get one. So it's seeking out those resources of yeah. the people that can help guide you yeah. to getting bigger, better, faster, stronger. Perfect. Steve, yeah. do you have anything to add? Um, kind of go off to one point uh, in terms of you have one body. And I had one client um, who had a very unfortunate accident and he talked about how he spent his entire life um, trying to invest in his body versus we spend years and years and years in trying to invest in financial to retire. Right. But we retire and then we pass away one year later because we didn't invest in our body. Work, what is um, it? Work till 65, diet 67, work till 40, live to 80 kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then going to backtrack to your original question about the youth athletic stuff is being proactive and, and getting uh, assessed by uh, any type of um, practitioner, whether it's a physio or athletic therapist or chiro or massage therapist, finding somebody that you trust, as we talked about as well, finding somebody that will actually go the extra mile and educate you and, and try to explain things to you, uh, athletic development coaches and and work on your physical, mental, emotional health. Um, it's amazing. Um, there was a coach in Brockville for the, um, uh, I think it was 16 year old boys basketball team, Alec McNeil. Oh, right. Yeah, Alec. Good guy. Yeah. He came by and is like, hey, I want you to come by my um, practice and assess my warm up for my um, athletes to see if I can prevent injuries and see if there's anything I can do. I'm like, that is a perfect example right there that a coach going the extra mile. That's uncommon. And yeah. Very uncommon. So I, came, but it shouldn't I went be. by BCI and yeah. I looked at the, the athletes and said, okay, well, you're doing a lot of this stuff, but you're missing, you're missing this, this, and this. And he's like, great. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. And so then they make those changes and then help prevent injuries. Small thing, but goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I would suggest. And we're going to switch gears here right before we wrap up. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about um, just the placebo effect and the power of, of positive thinking, um, mind-body connection. Uh, well, Dr. Thomas, like on your previous podcast, talked about um, stimulating the mind and getting the connection between mind and body. Um, and the documentary Heal on Netflix talked about the idea of the placebo effect where it's, you have these um, positive thoughts, produce positive chemicals, produce positive results. In terms of you're getting a sugar pill, you think you're getting the medicine, but you're not, you, and you improve. But no one ever talks about the negative side of that, where the negative thoughts, negative chemicals, negative results. If you're having those down days or having a stressful time or anxiety or fear or um, depression, those are going to impact you physically. So trying to make that connection of mental health and physical health goes a long way. Yeah. If you're injured and you're approaching your, your rehab or your physio with uh, yeah, well, this is wonky, whatever, it's not gonna work. Or if you go into your, I'm going to, I'm going to crush this. I'm going to be, I'm going to come in and be engaged and I'm going to push my range of motion. I'm going to yep. do what they say. And then I'm going to take it home and practice every day for 10 minutes. Like it's not, you're not asking the world at these yep. people, right? I think that's a, uh, that was, that was a really good point. Um, Ashley, do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, so those those negative feelings and positive feelings, um, they're normal. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what you do, you're gonna have negative feelings and negative negative thought process. It's a completely normal thing. It's just yeah. about the resources you seek out to change um, change those thought process to more more positive or con- or constructive. So f- quick example myself, especially when um, I first purchased the business at 25 and 
we had to we had to go through a rebuild and yeah. it was tough at Growing first right, to go from having no clients to how do I rebuild this? These people in here are relying on me for a paycheck. Like, what right. do I do? Oof. So you're driving in Monday morning, right? And it's like, oh gosh, it's Monday. I'm 25 oh, years old and I have Monday. to go boss. Yes. I have to go to work, you know. I don't I don't feel too hot this morning. But then by the time I go from 416 to 401, I'm like, no. Actually, the case of the Mondays doesn't exist. This is your own problem right now. Right. And I just said, I love Mondays. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to see how everyone's weekend was. I can't wait to continue to strive to be better and continue to watch this team grow. You can, tr- you can trick yeah. yourself. Yeah. Instantly, change endorphin release. Right? I'm fired up to get yeah. here, and it completely changes the whole team yeah. team vibe, right? Yes. So just from those little experiences, you can get yourself out of it. Because who do you talk to the most? Employees. Yourself. And- Oh, right. Yourself is who you yeah. talk to the most, right? Yes. Oh, so of course. Yeah, sure. sorry. I thought That's you meant okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> Trick question. Yeah. Uh, so you talk to yourself the most. So you got to make sure you're saying the right things to get yeah. you through day to day. But those negative, um, those negative Nellies in the back of your head, they're normal. Right. You just got to learn to control them. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. I really think, well, not think, we all know that the placebo effect is, is so well documented. And there's one specific study that really, really grabbed me and pulled me in in my fourth year seminar class. Uh, another student was presenting it. And the finding was they had separated three people in uh, in groups and they, and they had given them different doses of caffeine, three different doses, an extreme amount, uh, me- medium amount, and then a, a, a dose that we know doesn't have any really physiological benefits um, for endurance, like lowering your running economy. Um, and they also, what was neat about that study is they asked the participants in the study, how much do you think you got today based on their performance after mm-hmm. the time to exhaustion tests on a stationary bike? And the people who thought they had gotten the most all performed 40% better. The people who thought they got the, the medium dose, 20% better, uh, the small dose, like non-significant. Um, and at the end of the study, they revealed that they were all sugar pills. So that one was like, yeah, there's no no doubt in my mind the placebo effect. Exactly. It's all mental, it's mental, right? We create our own realities. Yep. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. And I just want to get like a final piece of advice from the both of you for, uh, you know, youth sports athletics, anyone listening to the to the podcast. I'll make it very simple. Be proactive, not reactive. Simple. You know, work on stuff before it causes issues. Yeah. Simple. Just be responsible for yourself. Take yep. care of your body. Exactly. And I'll piggyback on that. And if it does get away from you, build that support team around you that's going to help you get out of the rut or help you continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a few speeches and a couple other podcasts, and I always say build a support team, people that are there for you and cheering you on. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate both of you coming in on a Saturday, <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Ashley. And uh, no, that, this was a great podcast. I appreciate your time and I, and I can't wait to roll it out. This was episode six of Athletic Insights. Thank you guys for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. We're out.